listeners from around the world. This is your host, James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. Coming at you for another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast on CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick on Saturdays at noon. CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in the region of Waterloo in Ontario on Friday mornings throughout the month, as well as on your smart device on the Performance Motorsports Network app. Throughout the week, we're on the schedule there. We're also streaming on demand on... We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as a couple of the lesser-known ones as well. Got to give those... Anchor. Anchors, Anchor is like the secret god, though, like the distributing god. They they want they want everyone to have a podcast right now. So free shout out to Anchor, where you can get a basically a free podcast going. Anchor FM, and then there's also some of those side ones as well. So we gotta everyone everyone gives love to their whatever one that they like, and we do too. Yes, we do. And we stream to you live with our eSports team, which we'll be getting to at the end of the show. We stream to you on the Wide World of Motorsports on YouTube and on our social media page. Facebook is where it's at. That's the main one, at the WWOMS. And that's the same handle for Instagram and Twitter as well. We do what we can on Twitter. <laughs> but on mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, we, we try to get all artsy and fun on that one and that we try to share the same stuff through Facebook as well. So you can check out a lot of good stuff that we have that we've done throughout the year. And especially in these, uh, I, don't know, I guess you could say, off-season weeks where you're just, you don't see any sun where we're at in Ontario out of a month, we've had two days of sun. So it's nice looking at those old pictures of us in the summertime. Those old pictures of us Definitely. back in the summer. And sharing those is real fun yeah. and interacting and, and tell people kind of remembering and coming up with stories and everyone enjoying and <laughs> everyone having fun on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hoping or hoping to be able to come up and take some more as much as we can coming up in the next few months obviously we'll get to some of that too later on and getting to more of on our website which is ridiculously long the url that is www.thewideworldofmotorsportspodcast.wordpress.com and through there you can find our gmail and that's wide world of motorsports at gmail.com. And then you can, you can give us some love by, uh, we'd love to talk about your product, your business, your racetrack, whatever you got going on instead of how long our URL is. Maybe we can get some, uh, support and some help to shorten our URL, which would be fantastic. That'd be good. So yeah, we'd love to hear, hear from y'all at our Gmail. 
from y'all. And from we y'all. are coming at you for episode number two, season six, recorded to you Dose. for the week of January 15th, 2023. And real quick, top of the show, we had a, we had Wade once again, um, reach out to us on social media. Hello, and Wade. And he asked us what that show was you were talking about. The uh, Supercars Drive to Survive-esque show. Inside Line. There we go. Inside that, Line that was, it is on Supercars' uh, YouTube channel. That was one of our ats this week we had to get to. Woo! And, and I, I like did, the thanks, Wade. That I tried to get to you, get get to you there. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, how about, uh, yeah, how about that? The way we usually do at the top of every episode of the last little while is our driver profiles, where we pick a driver that corresponds with the number of the episode, and that is number two this week, which is. Let's just talk about that. The number itself. You hear the 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 number, the deuce. You know, uh, it's a cool, it's cool to say whether it's blue or not. Whether it's cool to say though, um, obviously yes, not blue deuce synonymous with Penske. But yeah, yeah. and yeah. you you but you do think though in racing the number two. You could think of the number in whatever ways you want, if you're a conspiracy theorist or if you're a mathematician or something like that. Yeah, you can really uh, go in deep with that number. But I think it's, uh, for me, I have, a, I have a cool connection to the number, although I am not picking the driver um, because I think... I hope to save said driver for for another season. I don't want to go out with the the obvious ones, but one Halloween I did dress up as that was my one of my favorite growing up was Rusty Wallace. I'm not picking Rusty though, and I and, and then that, yeah, which would you think I'd pick him with my story? What a crappy segue. But yeah, you I would. Uh, I always liked. I always remember Rusty from Days of Thunder. He does. He does like oh, this yeah, little tiny the cameo. Yeah, but that's yeah. why we. That's he's golden. That's why I was. That's why I don't. I don't want to get it. That's why I don't want to use him now. I almost feel like I might as well. But no, um, I I dressed like I, for Halloween. There was a costume I dressed up as him one year. It was cool, but it's Rusty Balls. But so yeah. So but I'm I'm going with. This I'm going to stick with the same team though, and the number two in IndyCar, Joseph Newgarden. Yeah. That's my pick. Two-time Indy 500 champ, or IndyCar champion. 2017 okay. and 2019, and in Indy Lights, he won in 2011 for the championship. Mm-hmm. Born in Hendersonville, Tennessee, racing carts at a young age, early years, which is kind of what uh, we see that's kind of uh, common with some of our IndyCar drivers or some, and even 
some of the other series that we get into as well, the road racing series. Yeah, yeah, Joseph uh, or Yosef. Joseph. Yosef, though, you know, he's put in his time over the years. Where, where did he start off with? Sarah Fisher Hartman Racing. Yep. Ran for CFH Racing. Then Ed Carpenter Racing. And then in 2017, came over to Team Penske. So Ed, Ed, Ed Carpenter Racing's team is where he kind of really um, displayed that he was going to be, you know, really, really good. He won his first race with them. Um, so that that was the team that, that set forth his trajectory. And then, yeah, coming to Team Penske which obviously is a big that is a big mile for any race car driver a lot of people have raced for Roger Penske and that's that's considered usually a a milestone or that's a that's a big that's a big thing to achieve and crown jewel that's a crown jewel racing team. for one of the best teams in racing he was involved in almost every motorsport And yes, during the pen. So let's see some of his stats here before we get into. Obviously, he's going to be. Uh, I believe he'll be in this year's twenty-four hour. Uh no, he is not. December fifth, twenty twenty-two, New Garden announced that he would be teaming up with fellow Team Penske IndyCar driver Scott McLaughlin and IndyCar NXT driver Kiffin Simpson that they would be entering the 2023 20, 24 hours of Daytona with an LMP2 entry. And he I don't believe he is on the entry list. Let me double check, but I don't believe he's he's on the list. So for so he won at Texas, he won at Long Beach, Road America, Iowa, and at uh Worldwide Technology in 2022 in the Deuce. And then in 2021, he won at Honda Mid-Ohio and Worldwide Technology. He raced the one, though, and he, he switched to the one in 2020. He was the two in 2019. He was the one in 2018, and he was the two in 2017, and he's been successful all throughout the years. He's he's definitely got his fair share of wins. Um, so he um, ever since he, Ed Carpenter, IndyCar, yeah, and like IndyCar, like Formula As we're One, looking here. Uh, gives that 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 option to the drivers if they want the championship uh, winner can pick the number one. So the number one is reserved for the championship winner if they so choose. Right. Okay. So, so that's why number, he ran the one a couple of times. Another number that, uh, yeah, as our last episode, that was a, we could have went with a lot, but for this one, yeah. Uh, maybe even a similar situation with that. Yeah, I I, th I think especially with 
the talent and the experience and what he's been able to accomplish in his career could not avoid going with good old Joseph Newgard. What do you, what do you guys got? Who's going to, who's going to go next? Who, who's the next pick? I'll go. <clears throat> so I, uh, kind of strayed from my normal path here of picking old guys that no one's ever heard of. Um, and I went to the, newest, one of the newest entries into the Formula One grid, uh, the first American to be on the Formula One grid since Alexander Rossi in 2015, Logan Sargent. Uh, I, (laughs) there was a lot to pick from in the NASCAR arena, but I decided to stray from what I've done in the past and, uh, go with the new kid. Uh, he was the first American Formula form, first American race car driver to win a Formula Two race ever. Uh, he won two this last season at Silverstone and the Red Bull Ring. Uh, he he is going to be uh, driving for Williams next year in Nicholas Latifi's old seat. Um. He's driven that car a couple times this this last F1 season. He got some practice sessions in uh, in the U.S. Uh, he did a practice session in Mexico. Uh, he also took some practice laps in Brazil and Abu Dhabi. So what? Yeah. So he's. He, I'm guessing he's a young guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we 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 got he's the next thing. We picked someone early. Basically, we, we actually fun fact: those of you that follow the uh, the lower levels of NASCAR may recognize his brother's name, Dalton Sargent, used to run in the truck series. Okay, so there, there we go. Yes, interesting. All right. Yeah, I felt like there was something familiar about that name. Yep. You were right about Joseph. Sorry. Yeah, but I felt I, I I felt something familiar with that name in racing. And it was so what wait, see what is he doing next year? Uh Logan Sargent will be running full time with the Williams Formula One team. Um in their I guess Ooh. it would be the number two seat. Ooh. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean it's Latifi was definitely though, not the they- number one driver. No, it's a big deal. I mean, they got three races next year in the United States and one, two, two, three on this side of the world. So six on this side of the world. So uh, that's important. It's important to have an American driver in that in that series for sure. Yeah, Alexander Rossi was the last one. Last American that went over there to do it, and his last uh, last laps in Formula One were in 2015. So it's been seven, eight years. All right, Wallace. What about you? Um, I went with a driver who grew up in New York by the name of Jim Curtibies. Now, some of you might not know who Jim Herdebees is. <laughs> Jim Herdebees drove a USAC 
sprint cars, dirt cars back in the 50s and 60s. That's what he was known for. Nicknamed Herc uh, and loved by most of the people. He was kind of a fan favorite, although not overly successful. He won a few championships and whatnot. Um, but he did come and drive the number two one time on April 5th, 1964, the Atlanta 500. He led for two laps. Wow. He completed 77 of the 300 and was out with a rear end. But his one and only win in the Cup Series was in 1966 at Atlanta Motor Speedway as well. So, and that That's car, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Good place so, to win at. I, get your first <clears throat> win at. Yeah. Old Atlanta, pretty, right? Pretty, pretty, no, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Oval. Not oh, old Atlanta. I think you said road Atlanta. I no, think you yeah, said no. road Atlanta. Old, no, old, old Atlanta. Yeah, old Atlanta. Real old Atlanta. So, um, yeah, no, that was... I, I've heard about Jim Herdebees before. I've heard his name come up in different conversations, um, particularly from a, a gentleman by the name of Robin Miller, who's not not around anymore but he was he, Robin was big in the IndyCar paddock I've talked about him before but he's always spoke about Jim Herdebees and and I I had no clue I had no clue that he drove in NASCAR and um it uh, definitely not any clue that he drove the number 2 so that was interesting to to come across so was he is uh is he like in the Hall of Fame, what is what's what's his legacy? He's in some sport. Uh, some, some um, so he raced USAC Champ cars, the Indy Five Hundred, including the Indy Five Hundred. He ran sprint cars and stock cars under the USAC banner mainly, and obviously he did some New York, um, some NASCAR. Uh, he, he let me see he. Got no championships. He did one race in Formula One back when Formula One was part of the World Championship. Uh, sorry, when the Indy 500 was part of the World Championship in 1960. So he has one start in Formula One, which is really kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, he's not like he wasn't, he's one of these drivers who didn't. It didn't like set the world on fire, um, but he was a fan favorite. He was a good driver. He's an old school driver. He's one of those. Um, he he helped build what what modern IndyCar would be today in that in that division. He was one of those those guys right in the ground floor that helped pave away for that um, for the series. You know they didn't race a whole lot. It. it, it I can't find a ton of his results because I think it was so long ago. But, um, you know, unfortunately, he he was in a real bad accident at the Milwaukee Mile, um, suffering serious burns. And the doctors asked Herdebees how he wanted his hands permanently shaped. And Herdebees oh. respond, <laughs> responded, just make them so I can hold the steering wheel. Nice. So he that died. That should in, be one of our twenty twenty three quotes, right? 
Died January 6th, <laughs> 1989, after suffering a heart attack in his home in Port Arthur, Texas. He was 56 years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a goodie right there. That's a that's a deep cut, as we say in the the music radio business. Yeah, a bit of a hidden gem there. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Hey, that was that was a good. Uh, there's good variety that we had today for the pick for the picks boys. Can't wait till we get obviously next week with that, with the number three, but speaking of which, let's go on to NASCAR news. And we're all going to start off with the most important we need thing. need like a, a NASCAR news. Break. NASCAR news now. Fire underwear is on the topic for this week in the world of NASCAR as and this is actually something that's not crazy. It's usually, actually, I believe this is a, a, a... They want SFI, which is what would be the company that would mandate the gear, rate the gear. They wanted to make it so that it's FIA compliant or that up to the standard of FIA rated. So they wanted to upgrade some of the requirements in NASCAR Cup or in NASCAR specifically for um, head and sock or helmet skirt underwear and socks, which have to be required to have some sort of um, fire resistant or or something that... Capabilities. uh, Yeah, something along the line that could... So... And we've seen, obviously, none of that. I wouldn't see any real connections with it, but we do know that the uh, the last couple of years or so, it's the importance of what you were wearing in the race car has uh, been highlighted with the Lewis situation. So we know that wearing things is not good. Wearing things during a fire on your body that can screw you up is not good generally. So uh, I've heard. I'd I've rather heard what- no roasted chestnuts. Dr. Jerry Punch told the story of a of a driver in a NASCAR getting in an accident and he was wearing a gold chain and the gold chain almost cut his head off. And he went to um Bill France with that uh junior, I think. And um and he walked down to the driver's garage the next day and said, "You're not allowed to wear any jewelry in the car. I don't care." No bling. So, you know, uh, I don't think they're doing this out of some reason to bug people. I think there's legitimacy in wanting to protect the drivers. And, you know, the other important things. So also, other other things going on here. NASCAR announces the 2023 Rookie of the Year candidates. Saw this as... Interesting. It's always, I always, it's always, I, I like it for me. It's a, I think it's a weird thing, you know, like, wow, why do you, why? But I just think it's cool because to kind of see who you can keep an eye out on, especially from, you know, from other years in the NASCAR cup series. Let's say, let's start off with NASCAR cup series. Noah Gragson versus Ty Gibbs. Uh, wow. That's awesome. That could man. be entertaining, huh? And then, especially what we've seen from them from the Xfinity series and Camping World Truck series. In the Xfinity series, we're seeing Parker Retzloff and Sammy Smith 
go up against each other. And in a NASCAR camping, what are they? Now it's NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series again. We're seeing a pool. Yeah, job. that's right. Raja Caruth, yeah. Daniel Dye, Nick Sanchez, Jake Garcia, and Brett Holmes. And all, all of a mix of teams as well through here. We're seeing uh, also, teams, also teams go against, yeah, within each other and against each other as well. GMS, which is not – so they're the same team as, as Legacy Motor Club, but they've just retained the GMS, or are they separate from that? That's a good question because sometimes that is the case. That is a good question. I'm not uh, 100% certain, but it has happened in the past yeah. where the cup team will merge with another cup team, but then the truck the truck team, while part of the same like conglomerate, it keeps its name. I've seen that it's happen before. It's LLC or whatever. Just in case, right? <laughs> so let's 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 ask a quick question then. Who do you who do you guys think out of uh, the other ones? They're really. <laughs> You have to really know those guys to really make yeah. an educated guess on them. But between Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs, like, who do you cup. think the favorite is? Well, seeing as the yeah, equipment right. differential, Ty Gibbs is probably going to perform better, I would imagine. We'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. I'm, not, I'm not trying to start anything, but no, he's being put in top-tier equipment right out the gate, and he's going to do better than Noah is. And I see, think and we've I, seen and, what Noah does in the Xfinity series, and both of them are capable of putting a target on the back. But we saw that from Ty Gibbs. Yeah. We saw from Noah Gregson. But I do think people are going to choose uh, Ty Gibbs. I think people are going to choose Ty Gibbs over Noah Gregson. Little different beat, different, yeah, different <clears throat> beasts right there. I think really, I think Noah will be the favorite over Ty Gibbs. For people, they'll want they'll. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I feel I feel Noah has a really good uh, chance just because I think everyone's expecting Ty and he'll just be able to roll in there with old seven time. And uh bet she gets a win this year. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Gregson? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. I thought you were saying Jimmy. That's like a, huh. Yeah, the five hundred. <laughs> Anyway, for the 500, yeah, well, that's sold out. NASCAR is uh, saying packed house for the eighth consecutive Great American Race. There's still chances for people to get into the uh, UNOH or UNO fan zone. I never knew how they pronounced it. And select premium hospitality options as well. So, And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're seeing a smaller speed. It's, It's a speed week. So I can see why people would uh, want to go for all of it. And I'm sure we'll see a lot of people at the trucks in the Xfinity as well. Hey, that's just around the corner. We're just uh, right. We're we're like four weeks away almost from the Daytona 500. So we're excited for that. And other news, though, Kyle Larson I know it's I know it's next year and we're early in 2023. Well, he said a lot this year when he was asked that he's looking into it, but he's not going to do it unless he can have a chance at it. So, I mean, it doesn't it makes perfect sense to give himself a whole year 
and a, and a half to get ready for yeah. it. And I'm sure there's other things that are uh, in play as well. It gives them a lot of time to look for some sponsorship as well. Well, he's um, he's teaming up with uh, Rick Hendrick and HendrickCars.com. So I'm going to guess that he's there. They have funding um, from Mr. Oh, it's, fun- Solely. It's, it's funded. Yeah. What team did they say what team he's running with? Arrow McLaren. Like, Arrow McLaren. That's right. Okay, Arrow McLaren, so... but Rick Hendrick is half owner of that particular car is what I've read. Oh, wow. Oh. Mr. H, Mr. H, uh, putting some money into IndyCar. Well, I mean, I, going just tying in. Robin Miller one time asked our old RC when he was going to go to IndyCar, and uh, he didn't. He did. He told them whenever they started paying more money. Clearly, that never happened because he never made it there. But um, I'm sure a lot of the NASCAR teams. Look at so that means double duty. Look at him. He, his whole, his whole every year's double duty. Every year's double duty. Yeah, yeah. And everything. Um, yeah, that'll be. <laughs> like, I think that'll be easy for him. And I cannot wait to see the the number five go. F- I I hope they would. Who's who's running the five in IndyCar? I don't think anyone is. It'll be. A, uh, no, I don't. Or one of the. Well, I thought there was a f- uh, driver this season that got got the five. Anyway, I hope I hope you'll have it though, and and I'll be pumped to see that. Uh, and, and it's all the way next year though. But back to Daytona and for this year, Travis Pastrana, Scott McLaughlin drives the number five. Yeah, so that that's yeah, yeah, that's probably not going to be an option. But still, see, seeing it'll be 50. cool. It'll be fifty or Pas- 05. Uh, Travis Pastrana, third ride for twenty three eleven. Yeah, going to try and qualify for the Daytona 500 in the number 67 uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company-sponsored Toyota Camry. I wonder, you know... I don't know if I'm him. I'm I'm racing in the back of the pack. I'm I'm avoiding stuff. Yeah. Um, still got to make the top forty though to make yeah. the race. So we'll see. It's going to be a tight one. He, he old, old seven times still isn't even guaranteed to get in. There's that's going to be fun to see that qualifying session. Or yeah, it's going to be fun seeing the duels as well. People who got a race in. Yeah. But for Travis Pastrana, though, I got, you know, good good equipment under underneath him there for twenty three eleven, and we know how good they are at the the super speedways. Yeah, uh, it'll be his first NASCAR event since twenty twenty twenty. He ran a couple of truck races. Um, he hasn't been full time since I think twenty thirteen in the Xfinity series. And actually, a fun fact about that, my one one of my fabrication instructors in school was his gas man when he was in the Xfinity series. Nice. Can yeah, it was cool. for us. He actually he actually uh yeah. he, he actually showed us a video of him getting capped in the knee by a loose lug nut and he almost fell down. He's done a lot of different 
yeah, he's he's been through a lot of stuff. He's tough, you know. Um, was he the one that did the that motocross jump in Vegas during COVID? There was a yeah, it had to have been him. You guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I didn't. I uh, the last thing uh, jump I remember him doing, he did. He did a jump in a rally car, I thought, uh, in Vegas. Or so Pastrana honored Evil Knievel in twenty. Oh, I was in twenty eighteen. Oh, I was not <laughs> long ago. Wow. And then yeah, he. he I, I always like when he does the jumps and stuff. So I remember we were early Wams then. At that point, I remember covering that on the Wams and talking about it on the show. Um, nice. So recently, he jumped a car over a helicopter in the Florida Keys. In a Subi. So that's cool. He's doing good. So now he'll be racing up on the high banks in Daytona. I'm looking forward to that. Just around yeah. the corner. And, and hey, you know what? Uh, we'll talk about a couple other motorsports that are a little farther away for us, though. Uh, first off, SRX real quick. Harv, KB, oh, Boyer, and Castro Neves back in SRX. Yeah, it looks like they're all battling against each other at the first one at Stafford Motor Speedway, July 13th. And then it's just KB, uh, Boyer. I think that's his debut. I think Harv and KB. I thought Boyer already did a race. I don't remember. Did he? I thought he did. I don't know. But either way, that's three, I don't that's, three, that's three of them doing their first their first attempt at uh, the Superstar Racing Experience which will be Thursday nights this summer. But, um, yeah, just names like that to come. Guys that are, obviously, we know Harv's calling up a KB. It's cool that he's able to do some extracurriculars still. And Boyer, who I'm sure he needs to get back out in the racing world. so He's got to be missing it. And that might be at the end of the Fox coverage, so that'll be a nice little uh, transition over there for him for that. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be even more drivers announced too in the the weeks and months to come, and we're going to see more developments out of SRX. Always what they're doing, and we always love to cover them on the show. They're always worth. They're, I think that's one of my new favorite series, and one of my if I love watching it. On, it'd be cool doing it on Thursday nights in the summer, but uh, that'll be groovy. Can't wait, can't wait to watch. Uh, I'm gonna be fun to see them go against each other. Banks and fenders. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I'm sure we'll see a lot more coming up. In the in the well, we're still a few months away from it. From Pinties finally released their schedule uh, this week with a 14 round schedule. Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Yep. One more, yeah. One more race than last season. Uh, it's mostly unchanged that's though, awesome. but that uh, like that is a big. I feel like that's a it's a big change for a schedule with a uh, little amount of races. It does make a lot of difference. Like we've seen that the last couple seasons. How, especially under their unique and old school style point system, that they do have. It does. I think the extra race is important, but. 
it all it all goes back to not not like <clears throat> not messing with <clears throat> god damn it not messing with what was bro- <laughs> not messing don't fix what's not broken and that's kind of what i i think that the uh, the approach was there yeah i mean uh, this series we got to remember we're just we're still coming out of you know the last couple of years and still um dealing with the re the kind of the repercussions of that uh, on a on a bigger scale we saw that with tires being an issue and stuff and just other things but you know the series uh this is a small series and and they're not rich <laughs> like it's not a rich series so uh you know a 14 a 14 race schedule in it will say a 12 race schedule because um two of those are on the same day or same weekend really right so uh 12 races or 12 weekends a year uh in canada is three months well that's that's the summer and it's not like they're racing every weekend so you you think about the distance that they're covering and the the uh with with physical distance and just distance in time uh, through the year and um what they have to try to get in in the short amount of time we have here in Canada. Um, it's yeah, a good schedule. 11 different tracks across five different provinces, and it goes all the way from all the way out west to all the way out east and here in Ontario. And the traveling, we see, we saw it wasn't easy on the teams necessarily last season. There were there were a lot of questions on that stuff, and and especially with going to Newfoundland and Labrador, that was a tough. There was some uh, stuff that kind of came up with weather, and and they yeah. they brought all that that show there. So there's there's a lot riding on some of that stuff, and and it's good to see them invest back into racing at Eastbound, and and yep. also with doubling down, literally with the Big O. And seeing that with yeah. because the, and I remember we we heard that they were going to come back to racing there in the last couple of months because they took so long in the season. Tracks had to announce their schedule, so we heard it with the Big O and that they were going to for sure come back. We didn't know about the double header, and it kind of makes sense though because. The Monday when we were there, the Monday was yeah. There was a lot of and I I don't remember if race you mentioned Monday. that. What's they that? did race Monday. The Pinties raced the Monday night. I believe it was like a dash for yes. Wasn't it a race for pole and the pole sitter got yeah. got a thousand dollars and it was and that um, was the last. Then that was Monaghan. put together last minute and then that was Trevor because Monaghan. of that was because of the attention on the event and so many people and, were there yeah, that they quick, wanted to put something quick, on. Quick. Yeah, they threw quick, down quick, some money on, money and they up, said, right? "Yeah," and it yeah. was a, it was cool, it was exciting, and and I think that that was that was like, hey, you know, that was going toward more of a reason to do two races, and I think with, um, and and that that might be like going and let's touch base on another weekday race with with the Friday race at Toronto, and then keeping with that because those are two, these are all events that were good for the sport, I mean, and and. 
we were talking about last year with that dash race, there was new eyes on it. There was people that were going there for to see the sprints, and then they saw NASCAR. Similar deal with in Toronto. They were going there to see IndyCar. There, it was also a free event, stuff to do. People wanted to do something, and then they went to Toronto. They went to the Honda Indy to watch a uh, a free NASCAR race. So, and that was and that was a good, was good oh, that yeah, was a good Kevin, race. Yeah. Kevin put yeah, and, and there was a lot of good racing throughout the the whole field there. But yeah, yeah, and so as much as it is tough for because you know the schedule isn't always meant to be easy for everybody, but it's good that these, these are obviously summer. These are dates in the summer that are you try to get off or people try to are already on vacation or I actually know a lot of people with on both those dates that they're already going up to the cottage and they're already those are the weeks that they plan to do that stuff so it it does I understand the scheduling of that it, but it's tough for obviously for the fans and and whatnot to follow that that uh but it is good for the sport though and it, it doesn't seem like it's hurting anything and it and these are nighttime races so you're and if you're in the area and most of Canada lives underneath <laughs> I forget what the what it's called. But like we most of the Canadians live in the area of Toronto, so it's you go to the Big O, yeah, yeah. you go to Toronto. These are close. These are there's a lot of people that can go there. So it's it's all about the new eyes and and for those ones I see. So and and especially with Newfoundland and Labrador how they took it in how they took in NASC, the NASCAR PT series with their own parade and and so we're we're seeing we're seeing them kind of continue on what was one of probably the most successful NASCAR Pinty season in history. And now we're seeing that with a, a record fourteen races in the twenty twenty three season. With that that's growth. I mean you can't that's what that is. You can't uh you can't really call it yeah you can't really deny it either um i remember at one point a few years ago there was complaints about the oh field the field size all oh. so now now what it is you know now what it is it so I, it's boom time to find something oh, of course. i think it's really yeah. good i mean the this the series is is in some uh, strength um it's getting bigger you know we have anthony spateri coming in to to take the reins um now which i think is fantastic i he's a real he's a real enthusiast he's not i don't he's not using this as a stepping stone i have a feeling he's probably this is this will be his you know this will be his last thing he does before he retires and i think this is probably like the thing he wants do you know what i mean like it's a passion and i i think the series is under him will grow exponentially coming up here i'm not sure of the entirety of the involvement for last season if he was involved with picking the schedule last season but it seems as though if i'm if i'm coming in on on, in a new role and i see success and i see something like this and i go hey you know what that's a that's a good thing. I don't have to shake things up. I don't have to make no, the Jerry, tough decisions. Sure left it in you know? a good in a good place. Exactly Definitely. right, and yeah. and and that that's that's you know that's also nice to see too because he's he's a smart guy. So we're seeing him making obviously. Hey, you know what? Let's let's not 
you know, change things up. Let's go off that. Let's add, let's add a dirt race because we know, oh, I can't wait two dirt races because what happens on the Monday might boil over on the Tuesday or vice versa. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And and as you mentioned the other day too, Wallace, it, it also with them kind of sticking with the Canadian tire with the with the tradition, you know, with that that's one of the the staple. That is the staple. Yeah. Actually, look at it like it is the staple in that in in the schedule. Second last race and the second yeah. the second race of the season. So, yeah, well, a lot could be they, decided you know, at in Bowmanville. Seems like that in Delaware, right? That DTMP Delaware have really always they're such it's not a pinty season without those tracks on it and that's not saying anything about any of the other ones i'm just saying like that just it's a pinty and and now with toronto i feel like toronto and trois riviere yeah and you know ending it off at delaware oh, was so perfect and I'm starting wrong. it off at sunset for you on your home turf so a bit, a bit of a bit of home turf for you to start off the season and a know, bit of home wait. turf for me to end off the season and yeah yeah, we're we're seeing it all apparently, and I'm hoping. And this is another thing I want to add on, and 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 this is just ear to the street. But TSN has invented this TSN Plus thing, and I'm hoping that the Pinty series, because we're reading off of NASCAR.ca here, all 2023 races were aired on TSN. I'm hoping that stays on TSN because if if people were familiar with logging in on TSN like me every day, you're you know that there's pl- there's extra broadcasts, there's extra content. They show you those those weird sports or extra things that those niche things even more. But they have a new service called TSN Plus, which will have the IndyCar series and the practice for NASCAR and the qualifying for NASCAR. So I'm hoping that they don't make people pay for another through another paywall. And and I really do hope that they keep it on regular TSN. And and it would it would suck to see people have to spend another whatever and it's they haven't released prices for it yet but i'm hoping that it's not a crazy thing if it is but yeah it would, it would i'd hate to see that because that uh that was one way people could watch a race in ontario all the way out west vice versa and that that was that is another thing that helped the sport was people being able to watch the race through tsn and now as we know flow racing as well so um you don't want to forget about I, that I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad, but I just I do feel like sometimes you want the series to grow and you want these things, and then you make it difficult. That is the outside sources too, like TSN. I, I mean, we in Canada here, it's tough for people to understand. We have two companies, Rogers and Bell. Rogers owns Sportsnet, and Bell owns TSN. So TSN basically, and these are the two, that's the, how you watch sports, TSN or Sportsnet. So they're, sometimes they cooperate over rights and sometimes they fight. And this is a yeah. situation where we're, we're now choosing, where they're now figuring we got to put, we're going to put an extra, extra number amount of dollars if you want to get TSN plus the plus streams. And that's usually what it always fell under. And that's how that's NASCAR. They they kind of rely on NASCAR Pinty Series. They kind of rely on TSN. And I don't know if NASCAR, obviously, you know, I think of a room of business people and I think of a room of high ups, big wigs, and I don't see many people at that table in sports getting their input on it. So I, I, I bet you this is this is a big money, big business money bags 
you know, penny bag situation, Monopoly man or whatever his name is. This is one of those situations where I think it's just that, fortunately, big business comes in. But so, yeah, we yeah. will see do, the coverage do, other ways. They do a good job. They do they a good do, job. Of covering. course. But I'm hoping that they, like, as a pot, you know what? Straight up. Just saying it. I'm saying it straight up. As a podcaster, as someone who likes the series, loves the series, I want to help it grow. I like covering on the show. I, yeah. It, it's a tool. And I don't yeah. want to see that tool go away for other, especially for other people to follow the series too, to help it grow. That's going to help. Yeah. I, I want to be vocal about that. But yeah, so excited for that. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have more on that, obviously. There's, there's obviously there's also team there's also other stuff too, you know. With we're gonna start hearing news in the Pinty series about teams for these races coming out in the next little bit as well. Um, yeah, we're yes. hearing and a I bit of a shakeup already we, here and there. I believe I think I've seen some Steyer stuff on Twitter. Confirmed. Um, yes, and that was through. And I'll pull that up in a second because White Motorsports, I heard on the streets. Um, to our friends over at Stickers and Scuffs that they were um, they're changing things up. I'm trying to find that tweet. But the, so they... Uh, they're stepping back from motorsports, but they're still fielding all of the cars that they fielded last year in the NASCAR Pinties. So that's yes. Mark Billy, Brandon Watson, no issues there, um, and Glenn Styers and... Right, yeah, you got it. There you go. Um I can't remember the other car. I do, I, I do remember seeing that now. Uh, Cam and Graydon always on top of it. Um, so that's great to see Glenn coming back. I mean, we just saw Glenn at, at, uh, at uh, the uh, the Oshwikan Flyer flying at the Chili Bowl. So, yeah. Uh, great, great to see Glenn. Literally uh, okay now. For starters. He can live up um, to the name. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, really. So he's he's confirmed. Chantal Kalika got confirmed. I'm going to assume that's just for the races at West. But um, I mean, that'd be great if she she ventured um, to to the up to Upper Canada. Uh, some people will understand what I'm saying there. Upper um, Canada, right? <laughs> uh, so that, that's really cool. I, I'm, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, and. You know, it's still early, actually, as much as we rib that they took so long to release that schedule. It's, we're still early in 2023, and there's always team, there's always developments coming through, and I'm sure you never know what you're going to hear coming out of the, the grapevines in the Pinty's world. So we'll, we'll always keep you all on top of that here on the Wide World of Motorsports. And... As we're looking into wrapping up our show today, and as and we can't forget to mention any Rolex talk, the roar is this weekend. It's obviously, who had news never excited for the roar? Uh, gets you sure. all ready for the actual the big deal. But the qualifying is important for the the Rolex, which is on Sunday Not this year. Yeah, I mean the qual- oh yeah, that's we forgot Sorry. to cover that. Yeah, no this year, yeah. Stupid. No. The, sorry, that was the the yes. There's no roar race. Uh, it's just like for a show. Um, there's just yeah. There'll be there'll be out there. I'm, I think there's no racing. It's just more practice sessions. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's right, just more. So. It's just more for show. And I don't think this weekend is the. It's next weekend. It, Wednesday is. We're gonna start seeing practice and whatnot for Michelin. 
pilot challenge and and the Mazdas as well. And the next thing oh, you know, it'll be awesome there. If you get a chance to watch a race, watch those Mazdas there. They draft on the high banks. It's phenomenal. And also, it sucks. I was I was hoping for Mags to stay in the uh, the Rolex, but he had, he had a hand surgery. He was not. He's not able to do it. And willpower as well, not making right. The that's a couple, but hey, oh well, we suck it up without the stars, just like the chili bowl. <laughs> we suck it up, right? Um, and so it's that time of the year. It's such a special time of the year for us in the wide world of motorsports. And yeah, it, it's we we it's it's kind of almost sometimes the biggest time of the year for me. Uh, with the, with the Rolex, gotta love it. And we run our own little thing. Sometimes we run our own. Um, last couple of years, we ran our twenty four. We ran our own practice sessions the last couple of weeks, and we've been really getting ready for the iRacing twenty four. We, uh, I think this is something we've been uh we've been trying to practice that we've been having fun with for the past year or so we've been doing the odd endurance race here and there throughout the season and we we all started off with last year basically with the 24 and then now this year a whole year later we're back at it we're back at um trying trying to see what we can do for 24 hours of the wide world of motorsports esports team Consisting of Michael Wallace, who will be kicking off the day. We'll be doing the first two hours of driving. Then Thomas Eggleston in the third hour. The Eggman over here. David Guarino, the G-Man, he'll be in the fourth hour. And then we're going to get... Charlie Hamilton debuting for the Wide World of More Sports eSports team. He's going to be... In the, the Bostonian, fifth the Bostonian s- brawler, it's going to be in the fifth and sixth hour, and then I'll be taking over in the seventh and eighth hour, and then Seth French, who will be returning, who was with us for last year's twenty-four, that's he right, will be uh, there in the ninth and tenth hours, and then that'll be uh, at that point, all of us would be will be in, and then we're looking at uh, our night crew. David Guarino, I know G-Man said he, we might have to change that, uh, but for now he's doing two, he's doing two, two hour stints in the 11th and 12th hours. Charlie and Seth of the Mayhem, the Mayhem boys, the Midnight Crew, the Mayhem Midnight Crew coming in in the 13th and 14th hour for around midnight. And then I'm going to come in at uh, 1 a.m. for a stint. And then hopefully gonna gonna get some shut eye for them. I'm gonna be the close the closer there. I'm gonna get some shut eye in the fifteenth hour. I'm gonna hand it over to Eggman. He's gonna drive in the sixteenth, seventeenth hour with Wallace. They're gonna be the night crew. They're gonna be the night watch for us. Wallace is gonna have three stints. This is similar to last year. I took the schedule from last year. I modified it so you'll have that early those early hours, and I'll come in for. Uh, hours at 7.40 for hours 21 and 22. And then nice. Gorino for 23 and uh, Eggman to finish all off with 24. So, or this is obviously, you'll change up. Who knows what happened? 
But that that's what we got so far for our Wide World of Motorsports Esports team twenty four hour schedule. And I've been I've been waiting to announce that all week. We even have a trailer on social media uh, for our Days of Blunder two. I I was really proud of this. So if people could give it a like on our social media page at the WWMS on Facebook and, and YouTube, I was I spent a couple hours on it and I I thought maybe you would do a little better. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm you know we I think we got uh we got a lot of fun hours ahead of us on the weekend and it'll be all broadcast on our YouTube page. Yeah. The Wide World of Motorsports on YouTube, so check it out. And yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have it out in we're gonna have it out in blocks. So the stream might end, but we'll we'll still have it on the stream to continue on that page to continue. I think we're going to do good. We had a whole, we had a good year of racing this car, not only in endurance races, but uh, just other GT3 races. So we all know the car really well. Now we just got to stay out of trouble. Yes, don't break it. Nobody, nobody break it. Nobody break it. It's yeah. a, it's fragile. Must be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna have to. Play it cool, uh, keep it simple, and and keep our heads together. We're, we're gonna, it's gonna be fun, and uh, and hoping uh, people out there will uh, join us in our second attempt at the iRacing Twenty Four. Check us out on social media at the WWMS, our webpage www.thewideworldofmotorsportspodcast.wordpress.com. We're streaming on demand on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as the side ones. And we're also on the FM dial on weekends, Saturday at noon, CFMH 107.3, Local FM, in St. John, New Brunswick, CKMS 102.7, Radio Waterloo, Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, on Friday mornings, and on the Performance Motorsports Network app throughout the week. Well, that just about wraps it up for this edition. This is James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. We'll see y'all around the bend. <laughs>